was very soft. It was, that was very quiet. It was, it was very quiet. It was very quiet. <laughs> like it, it's been so long guys. since we've recorded an actual podcast. I think it's been it's over a month. Been like over a month. Yeah. Because I think our last episode came out like a month ago. That no, our last that's real episode. Our last yeah. Time. Yeah. Not the last one where we were like, oh, we should probably record. We were lazy. Actually, it's been more than a month because you forgot to upload. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I forgot to edit. It's been a long time. I, I felt so yeah. terrible because I also, I thought oh, of it like fine. four times throughout that week. Like, oh my gosh, I have to edit the episode. Ah, I have to edit the episode. And then I didn't. I just, it left my brain again. But that, good. I mean, to be fair, though, the fact that I've messed up the audio for our recording at least twice, I want to say. <laughs> um, when was the second that, time? Where you've had to edit. Actually, no, one time it was because I was, was chewing and oh. you had to edit. <laughs> well, that, you didn't mess time, it up completely. I just it was had to silence your things. And we had to re-record it. Yeah. Well, that we one, neither, it. Okay, one of them was kind of your fault, but the raining one was not your fault. Fully my fault. Well, it was because I didn't no, have wasn't. my microphone. Were, I didn't you have my were in microphone a room with connected. Like a tin roof. It, there was nothing. I know, but the thing is, if I had my microphone connected to Audacity to like recording software, it would have worked. Um, but I didn't, so it was my computer, and it was not great. So was we're even now, I guess, is what you're saying. We're even now. No hard feelings. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Scratch that. Breaking news. I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Whatever shall I do? What can I do to make it up for you? To you? Not for um, you. Well, actually, you kind of already did because oh boy. we got us two new listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to mention that. Um, Sophia's been telling her teachers no, left and right. I have not. <laughs> she's been, you know, that is, shameless self advertising. That is false <laughs> you gotta stop spreading false rumors um but hi mr mccaffrey and hi mr Durkey. i have no idea if either of you were serious about listening to the podcast but if you were welcome there's a lot of pressure like i'm kind of i know this is I the first time i've been nervous for, um, in a while i was looking for quotes and i was consciously thinking <laughs> they have to be good otherwise your english teacher is gonna judge me <laughs> I think, oh, my English teacher is going to judge both of us anyway. Um, but I, I actually chose not purposefully. I chose two quotes, although I don't think Mr. McCaffrey likes Jane Austen. <laughs> I forgot about that. But one is from Jane Austen and one is I from... I like Jane Austen. One is... Fight me. <laughs> please, please don't. <laughs> that would not be good. Um, but one of my quotes is from Jane Austen and the other one is from Stephen King, so... One English and one that Both I think cool Mr. Durkee might like. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I uh, personally haven't had that that experience of... Yeah. Well, I. you know what needs to happen now is I just need to come to Canada and tell your physics teacher that you have a podcast. And then he, he can be like, Lebrani! <laughs> what? Oh, God. I was just going to say, you don't have to come to Canada just to, like, <laughs> humiliate, not humiliate me. I'm proud of our podcast. Yeah, exactly. No, I would um, come to Canada to visit you, and part of that visit would be going to your school and informing every teacher that you've had about yeah, how cool you are. do that. No, My I think that would be teacher great. in our last class, I got something, well, first I got something wrong. 
and he mm-hmm. went Bronwyn, more like Wrongwyn. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got something right, and he was like, you know, you're much smarter than people have led me to believe. <laughs> what hurt? What? And also, what could I that mean? And then you he told me that last night, like, and I, I had, still... It took me, like, a second to process it, and I was like... like you've been there sorry, two months. How did, who has told him how smart you are? I don't are? know. Like, I... I don't know. I had it. It took me a while. I like took me like ten seconds, and I was just looking at him like, "Was that an insult? <laughs> like what?" And he was Were like, you making? Yeah, fun that of was a burn. Was a oh, <laughs> oh dear. But, but um, I forget where I was going with this. But I don't know. Physics teachers are cool. Is that where yes. I was going with this? That's Both that's a good. That's a good topic. Cool. Physics teachers are. Maybe cool. they'd be friends, Mr. Durkee, If you're listening, <laughs> um, Bronwyn is much better at physics than I am. You're just very um, cool and very good at well, math. Well, um... It's... You can't deny it, <laughs> my friend. You are I in, enjoy it more than you. You... Okay. Well, no need to... <laughs> well, yeah, I guess that's true. I'm I, I like physics. I'm Newton's cradle right now. <laughs> of course you are. You have a Newton's cradle? <laughs> it's a tiny one. It works really well. Um, Does it? Well, yeah, this is an audio medium, Bronwyn, so I don't know... <laughs> I don't know how... I was going to demonstrate, actually, but I think some Newton's yeah. Cradle ASMR would be um, enjoyed by a very specific demographic. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't either. Now. All right. Um, well, <laughs> would you like to start us off with your wordlets, Bron? Actually, you know what? You know what we should do? Explain what wordlets are. <laughs> If we have oh, some yeah. new okay, listeners. So, you know, hey, maybe we have some new listeners today. Maybe we don't. And maybe, maybe we don't. Maybe we're talking in a to while the air. and you need a refresher. Yeah, maybe we're just like just vibing and it's just us here and in this space. <laughs> okay, this got <laughs> so weird. Um word that's right. So what word that's are is they're cool words that we like. Good way of describing that. Basically, every week we choose like one or two wordlets that are just like oh this is a cool word because the thing is is the point of our podcast is to have an opportunity for sophia to nerd out about language okay (laughs) that was rude i also this is i will say you are also there is no i yes i exactly what i was gonna say and you know what i think this is you know i i it's harder to talk about math on a podcast well, also, I don't maybe enjoy writing academic papers about language, but objectively, it's really interesting, and I do enjoy discussing it. Sorry, I don't know why I... I don't either. We were supposed... <laughs> Here, I... It's already a mess. Um, I'm no, going to stop the... talking now, Sophia. Okay. I, I will... The floor he... is yours. Here's what I will say. The general Go format... Ahead, Sophia. Thanks. You can do it. Go. Thank you. The gen... It's all you. The general format... Oh my god, shush. <laughs> The general format of the podcast is we choose a an overall topic, uh, like a season or Thanksgiving was I think one of our first uh, episode topics, and we choose. You're making so many weird facial expressions. We choose uh, a quote or yeah, first a word that has to do with that topic, then uh, one or two quotes about that topic, and then we share personal anecdotes or stories about that topic, and that's why it's called Quotes and Anecdotes, and I'm still proud of that name. That was Except good. for the fact that one of our friends, um, brought up 
after we told him that it should be called quotations and anecdotes. Yeah, apparently, and that is in fact wrong. Apparently, quotes and anecdotes isn't actually grammatically correct. So that'll that's something that we have to deal with now. But yeah, we decided about I don't know when we started. It's doing a stylistic that. choice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like you know how in poetry, when uh, authors can play with grammar however they want. Exactly. In a podcast, Shakes- we can also. If do that. Shakespeare can make stylistic choices, so can we. Wow, that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's a proclamation. Um, but yeah, about I think halfway through, I don't know what halfway through means, but at some point while we were recording the podcast, we wanted to talk about words. It is an opportunity for me to nerd out about etymology, which is like the origin of words, but just a bunch of words that we like that don't necessarily have anything to do with the topic, but they're still cool words. And honestly, to be fair, to be fair, I also enjoy it. Yes. (laughs) You always listen and smile when I talk about language, so... I always listen and smile when you talk. Oh my god. All right, (laughs) Bronwyn. (laughs) What is your first wordlet today? Oh, okay. Um, I actually... Did I? No, I didn't do this word already. Um, I think. I hope not. I, I'm pretty sure I didn't. Um, it's circumnutation, which is the successive bo- bowing or bending in different directions of the growing tip of the stem of many plants, especially seen in climbing plants. So I was reading this book in English, which is a very good book. I would definitely recommend. It's called Braiding Sweetgrass. One of the best books I've ever read. Really good book. I need to read Just it. Just quality. I gotta get yes, on that. Yes, you do. Um, anyways, the uh, they talk about the growth of plants and what it looks like when they grow. And something that climbing, they talk about the uh, corn, beans, and squash and how they grow together and they help each other. And it's an indigenous traditional practice to grow those three to- together. And anyways, they explain some of how the science of why that works and also the um traditional uh explanation or traditional story behind why the three grow together and part of the description is how beans when they grow they like start just waving around and looking for some like they grow up and then the top of the plant starts waving around looking for something to wrap around because uh, beans are climbing plants and they just kind of wave around until they find something to grow up so they uh that's it the circummutation describes that motion cool. and then it finally finds the corn stalk and it starts growing up the corn that's incredible so isn't that cool i love yeah. that i love words that describe plants My first there word. are so many of them what's your first word about um, my first wordlet is Lazaro, which is a Spanish word. Um, so we, in my Spanish class, we are reading a book called Lazarillo de Tormes, um, which is about a young kid in the 16th century who goes through a lot of stuff. He doesn't have a very good life. He's always hungry. He has to steal from mm-hmm. people. It's kind of, it's a kind of sad book. Um, but I think it's, the point is like showing the author wrote it to show the upper class during that time in Spain that, like, hey, the lower class is having a rough time, and also the upper class is corrupt. Here's a story about a 10-year-old child who went through a rough time. But um, his first master sort of person that he stayed with was a blind man who was very mean, 
Um, but his job as this person's servant was to guide him um, and to sort of lead him around because obviously he couldn't see. And this kid's name is Lazaro. And apparently, according to my Spanish teacher, I hope I didn't mishear this because I couldn't actually find anything about it on the internet, but uh, she explained that the word Lazaro is now sometimes used to mean guide because in the book. Because of that book? Because of the book. Apparently. Isn't that cool? I, like, no one reacted to that in Spanish class and I was so excited. Do you know why that's that's cool? cool. Do you know why that's cool? Because in modern day, right, there are certain words from pop culture that get integrated into language and it's like slang and everyone uses it. I can't think of, I don't know, like the word, I'm trying to think of a good example, but like the word like bay to mean like significant (laughs) other. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Right? Like that scene has like informal English, like, oh, like that's just like the the kids these days say says the, say the kids these days say that kind of thing because they don't know how to speak proper english right <laughs> mm-hmm. except the word lazaro which now you're like oh that's so cool like oh my goodness like this is some like really intricate language evolution like look at how intelligent spanish society in the 16th century was when it was literally the same thing right there like version of like pop culture as in like the literature that was being consumed by society included this book and so they started saying the word lazaro to mean something else like yeah you know it's it's literally the same thing but we think it's educated because it's old Exactly. I mean, it's interesting that you make that comparison, too, because this book was, I think, outlawed in, like, some parts of Spain because the upper class didn't like that it was put, it put them in a bad light. So it's even more similar than what you were saying, like, it, the internet, yeah. especially by older people, is like, oh, kids these days with their slang. And it was a similar thing of, like, that's a bad book, we're going to outlaw it. And it was probably the, the kids those became. days that <laughs> were consuming it. Sure, yeah. I mean, I don't think a lot of kids were literate, but, you know. Oh, true. Yeah, that's, that's true. Um, well, with that, uh, what's your next word, Lit? Moving on. Also from the same book. I love that we're taking um, book words from literature. Uh, I think all this of our words are a, from literature so the, this time. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this word is comes from the... So the book Braiding Sweetgrass is written by a woman, a Potawatomi woman. Um, so that's an indigenous, uh, like a group of indigenous people, an indigenous community. Um, and that's the name of their people is Potawatomi. It's also their language. Um, and there's this word Popoe, spelled P-U-H-P-O-W-E-E. I might not have pronounced that correctly, but... Um, and what it means is the force which causes mushrooms to push up from the earth overnight. That's so cool. It's so cool, right? Um, and basically, another reason you should read this book, this was maybe my favorite chapter and the closest I've ever come to being as interested in linguistics as Sophia is, <laughs> um, is there's this chapter called The Language of Animacy and basically talks about how um, European languages, like in particular English, are... Um, 
inherently give value to different things on different levels. So humans have the most amount of value and they're the only things that can be. So a human can be happy, can be sad, can be smart. Everything else is an it that does something or has a quality. Like the color red can't be like to, well, it's, or sorry, no, that was maybe bad description, but like there's a verb for instance in Potawatomi that means like to be a bay and shows that like or like to be a river like shows that those things a different like, like different an individual word, word yeah it's not like to be a thing it's just one verb that means that huh. if that makes sense anyways it's a little bit complicated but it's really interesting um that's good so book. cool but yeah they have the language is really interesting because it's has kind of like we've talked about it's really good at like related like being really specific with descriptions for different I don't know it gives words for things that don't have words in English and I'm even having a difficult I time describing that. it but yeah I it's a good book. always you'll learn a lot if you one of it. my favorite things about languages and different languages and this comes up a lot in Latin is like words or phrases that don't have a direct translation into English and so people exactly. when translating it have to like figure out how to best do that because some concepts are expressed in some languages that aren't expressed in others which is so cool yeah and that's like kind of what they talk about and how um english is missing out it really which is. is true yeah <laughs> um yeah so anyways i didn't do a great job explaining that but it's a great book i'm gonna reference it again in this episode a little later on amazing <laughs> what's your next word lit my last also, word lit what also i was you were supposed to go first but it's okay oh <laughs> it's fine it's fine we like it's, changing it's up right. here in quotes and anecdotes it's been a month i feel like we should yeah. get some more than a month anyways um <laughs> so my next word is anaphora which is the definition of it is a repetition of a word or expression at the beginning of successive phrases clauses sentences or verses especially for rhetorical or poetic effect which sounds very boring but the reason why it's i found it so cool is because we learned about this last year in latin while we were uh translating starting to translate some poetry i think we read ovid last year in latin we were starting to translate ovid and we (laughs) yes uh and we learned about this term which is used a lot in latin um, because there are certain, like, I don't know if you call them prepositions, but Latin repeats stuff a lot as especially poems. Yeah, phrases, um, at the beginning of sentences to, like, I don't know, create a nice rhythm. And this year I'm in, uh, Spanish literature, so we're reading books in Spanish, in Spanish class, which I love, and we were going through certain literary devices and how to say them in Spanish because they're different in Spanish than in English, of course. Um, and one of them was anaphora. And I got really excited because it's like cross languages. It was so cool. And, and it, I mean, it makes sense that it exists in both Latin and Spanish, but I got so excited because I, and I think in Spanish they made it fancy and put an accent over the second A, so it was like anaphora. But, ooh. It was I also cool. know about it because of English. Really? Look at that. Yeah. English just so wanted to be cool and device. hopped on the bandwagon. <laughs> yeah. 
as always as, as for usual <laughs> that's what it sh- we should call it instead of like language evolution it should be hopping on the band bandwagon <laughs> bandwagon english didn't evolve it just hopped on the bandwagon of of a bunch of different words sure I the metaphor is falling apart <laughs> yeah. don't, don't look too closely into it um sophia oh right it's my turn again Oh, maybe I'll describe the topic, and then you can go again, there and I'll be we like, go. we're taking turns. It'll be even better. So you have to ask. So, me. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bronwyn, uh, what's our topic this week? Well, Sophia, I'm glad you asked. Our topic this week is a topic that it's basically our third time yeah. doing, if I yep, recall correctly. Pretty much. Um, except this time, so first we did autumn, and then I think last year we did, like, Halloween. Or something we? like we oh like. Oh boy, I didn't even I don't realize know. that. Maybe we didn't do autumn. Maybe we've only done it once, but it's like we did do Thanksgiving, which is we did do Thanksgiving. Um, but this week's topic is not just autumn; it's autumn activities. I think we just need to come to terms with the fact that every time it's a new season, we're gonna do a new seasonal episode of quotes yeah. and anecdotes, <laughs> and like, maybe, maybe we shouldn't exactly keep making excuses. Maybe we should just. Except the fact that we're constantly going to be doing fall episodes every year, and spring episodes, and winter episodes, and that's okay. And if you don't like it, <laughs> you can leave. We'd love to hear your feedback, as long as it's in a kind and respectful manner. <laughs> this is a terrible first oh, impression. No. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, that's Because it's topic. a great time. Um, sorry, we've been, like, going everywhere this... We've, this episode is half an all hour over in. the place. I think this is going to end up being a lot longer than our episodes usually are. Usually we try to keep it to 45 minutes, but this week we spent 10 minutes talking about... I don't even know what. Teachers? I think. Um, but Sophia, yeah. what's your first word? Actually, I only did one word, so what's your word? Unless you want to do two. Be fancy. No, I only did one. <laughs> we usually just do one. I... Okay, well, my first word is deciduous. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, yeah. And I might have done it before. I can't remember. I think so. I probably have. But it's a good refresher. <laughs> Just so that everyone knows. Um, it means of a tree or shrub, shredding it, shredding, shedding its leaves annually, usually in autumn. Um, and it comes from Latin, of course, uh, from decadere which means to fall down or to fall off, and then went straight to English with deciduous in the late 17th century. And I thought it was Do you know what I'd like to know? What would you like to know? It says the shedding of leaves usually in autumn. What plants shed their leaves (laughs) not in autumn? I mean, I I don't... I would legitimately like to know. I'm not sure. Moving on. (laughs) We'll just pose that question and leave it hanging um but yeah i email us at quotes and anecdotes at gmail.com no. if you have an answer to that question oh no um but yeah i really like this word i think it's cool most trees in wilton are deciduous many trees in wilton a lot of trees in canada i would assume are also deciduous you sent me a lot of very pretty Facts. pictures of the trees there they started falling in like yeah. august didn't they um this no they started turning orangish, oh, okay. yellowish in the end of August, and they started falling in September. 
you were sending me very pretty snapchats of like red leaves on the ground in early september and that was when we were starting school and it was still bright green out in connecticut which yeah i don't usually think of the i mean obviously canada gets colder but i never processed like fall starts so much earlier for you guys too which is interesting mm-hmm. it's quite interesting it also gets darker earlier now actually i don't think that's true wait does it is that true? i mean it gets <laughs> sorry it gets, i just got confusing because, because in you're the further summer north. our days are longer yeah because... but in the winter our days are shorter ah there you go so it's actually in the morning um i have to leave the house at like seven twenty-five, and it's like at seven twenty, it's like i don't feel comfortable walking to my bus stop Seven twenty-five, i'm like it's okay <laughs> It's fine. It's usually it's it's fine by seven twenty-five. I have another week before daylight savings. I'm hoping that it continues to not get considerably darker. If it does, it's fine. I'll just get a ride. But is daylight savings the same day in Canada as it is in the U.S.? I'm pretty sure. I mean, that would make sense, but that feels so early. It's next weekend. It is November. It's usually in like October. Oh, I thought it was at the end of November. You're right. It's it's this weekend. Um. November 1st. I thought it was yesterday, but it's next weekend. No, it's next week. Anyways. Anyways, uh, what's your word? My word is equinox. Equinox. Um, I like it because it's spelled cool. Um, The autumnal equinox is September 23rd, when day and night are essentially equally long at the equator, which is the important point because the thing is they're not necessarily equally long if you're further north or further south um which i just connected as i was saying that but um (laughs) (laughs) um yeah um and i like it because it's spelled cool um the etymology it comes from the latin word equi which means equal the latin word nox meaning night and then it went to old french equinox and latin equinoctium and it has an a in the beginning so it's like a E, so equinoctium. But yeah. Oh. <laughs> you could have said that before I said it four times. <laughs> you kept saying I thought you'd be done. And then it went to Middle English. Equinox. So it's been around for a while. I think that's like people used to have like festivities um during the yeah, equinox, you know. That sounds familiar. I feel like that was a thing. I might not be true, but I, f- I feel it, you know, in my bones. i'm moving on what's your first quote why are you playing with your mic like that that's got to be sonically unpleasant uh my first quote is this is the one from jane austen um which i just thought was really nice so it is her pleasure in the walk must arise from the exercise and the day from the view of the last smiles of the year upon the tawny leaves and withered hedges and from repeating to herself some few of the thousand poetical descriptions extant of autumn, that season of peculiar and inexhaustible influence on the mind and of on the mind of taste and tenderness, that season which has drawn from every poet worthy of being read some attempt at description or some lines of feeling. So kind of a long one, but I just thought it was really sweet because I don't I don't know what book this is from, but I'm pretty sure she's describing one of her characters taking a walk in the fall and just describing how she was feeling that sense of fall that all authors tend to write about of like the leaves falling the crisp air and things like that 
and it reminded me actually of I so I keep journals and a lot of times when I can in the fall or spring when it's nice out I will go outside and journal and lie in the grass or go and sit in the woods and it's very lovely to go and journal in the woods when the leaves are red and golden and falling all around you it's quite the experience um so this kind of reminded me of that of like being present in a situation that so many people write about in poetic terms which is a very cool situation to be in which i loved you know i aspire to be as cool as you i aspire to be as cool quite well but but just going back to your going to the woods and journaling and looking at the prettiness of the leaves like i don't do that as often as i should i I probably romanticize that a little bit but like every at usually at least one weekend in the fall yeah spring it's way more times than i've ever done that you go outside all the time though you're always outside i don't sit in the woods and write (laughs) in a journal and like listen to the birds chirping and you do you canoe like all over the lake in the summer which is so impressive and that is plenty of time to appreciate i'm just saying (laughs) sure really i I, trust me i'm fully aware fully aware of how cool you are (laughs) i'm just saying you're making such a good impression i aspire to be as cool as you why thank you you're welcome um but i'm sure most people know who jane austen are but just in case we always say who the people are who write these quotes because sometimes they're really obscure um jane austen was an english novelist known primarily for her six major novels which interpret critique and comment upon the british landed gentry 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 Mm. at the end of the 18th century Austin's plots often explore the dependence of women on marriage and the pursuit of favorable social standing and economic security. That's who Jane Austen was. Que interesante. No. (laughs) We need to work on your accent. Your Spanish accent. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. (laughs) What is... What's your first quote, love? Um, my first quote is i have to decide what one i'm gonna do first okay i'm gonna do this one first at no other time than autumn does the earth let itself be inhaled in one smell the ripe earth in a smell that is in no way inferior to the smell of the sea bitter where it borders on taste and more honey sweet where you feel it touching the first sounds containing depth when it within itself darkness something of the grave almost now this is like very yeah right like it's very autumnal very like it has the the sentimentality of the fall it has the crisp dried leaves feel it has the spookiness i love all these hand gestures that spooky you're making day. bronwyn is i am circling her hands all over the place I'm, and it's very i'm describing it with my hands um and it has just a really good vibe <laughs> and i really like this quote because you know that that it, should be your quote that should have been your quote is just autumn has a good, it's a vibe. Really good vibe and that would have been really meaningful i think and profound um i disagree but i respect your <laughs> opinion um i yeah i liked it and i thought it was really nice i liked that you like it was really just I kind of like the fact that it described it through, like, taste. Because I actually, like, really get that. Like, you know when people walk on leaves and they're like, oh, that was a good crunch. Like, or, like, they like crunchy leaves. Like, that's a very 
um i don't know like i can taste that feeling it's true actually autumn is one of them and it's like i have no interest in eating dried leaves but i can imagine (laughs) what they would taste like you know like kale chips (laughs) sure no it is interesting that you say that though because i feel like autumn is one of the only seasons well i guess winter but winter i feel like is more christmas like christmas has a taste but like autumn is one of the only seasons that has a very distinct taste like people people have flavors and foods that they associate with autumn, like pumpkin apple cinnamon stuff like that are like very autumn foods so and it's interesting that in a lot of literature autumn is described as like tasting no that wasn't the way that english works like that sentence didn't make sense but you know what i mean it's described as tasting i (laughs) um (laughs) hey you know what did we say? If you can convey your the ideas, having a flavor, autumn is described. Doesn't matter. Autumn is described as having <laughs> okay, a flavor. Very different. That's, but I, I like that. That was like first draft of your essay, <laughs> second draft of your essay. It was a whole revision process in those past two seconds. Indeed. What's your second quote? Uh, my second quote. This one is from Stephen King. Just for you, Mr. Durkee, if you're listening. Um, and it is. But when oh, it, this one I put in because it made me laugh. But when fall comes, kicking summer out on its, treacher- on its treacherous ass, as it always does, one day sometime after the midpoint of September, it stays a while like an old friend that you have missed. It settles in the way an old friend will settle into your favorite chair and take out his pipe and light it and then fill the afternoon with stories of places he has been and things he has done since he last saw you. And, well, besides the fact that I was kind of taken aback by calling summer treacherous, um... I, I kind of liked that autumn is the season that reminds Stephen King of, like, an old friend coming back to visit or something like that, mm. um, or someone you've missed, because I feel su- a similar way about a lot of the seasons, but, like, once one season has passed, I don't really remember what it feels like to be in that season until it comes again, which is weird. Yeah. Like, I as soon as we get to October or November, I forget what it feels like to be hot. Like, what on the sun on your face how is that a thing um but so this kind of reminded me of how i feel when the seasons change like all four seasons of like oh this one again i missed you i didn't even realize that i missed you like this is so nice it's like an old friend yeah exactly so i liked that description um and i'm sure everyone knows who stephen king is but just in case he's an american author of horror supernatural fiction suspense crime science fiction and fantasy novels his books have sold dun, more dun, than dun. exactly 350 million copies and many have been adapted into films television series miniseries and comic books but yeah that's my quote i would like to just make a quick note that i also forgot to say the person who said my quote previously um and that was Rainer Maria Rilke or Rilke um from their book Letters on Suzanne who is a French painter um yes so my second quote is from the one and only book that I've been talking about endlessly breeding sweetgrass um and it describes the yeah it's a really pretty quote I gave it to I wrote it down on a piece of paper for my cousin's wedding as my gift (laughs) and I think they liked it um but it's a good quote um it's about how goldenrod and asters which are two flowers always grow together and they're really beautiful and they grow together in like September 
and like October and they're really pretty and it's just a beautiful description of it um so buckle up here we go if a fountain could jet bouquets of chrome yellow and dazzling arches of chrysanthemum chrysanthemum fireworks that would be Canada goldenrod each three-foot stem is a geyser of gold daisies ladylike in miniature exuberant en masse where the soil is damp enough they stand side by side with their perfect counterpart New England asters not the pale domesticates of the perennial border the weak sauce of lavender or sky blue but full-on royal purple that would make a violet shrink the daisy-like fringe of purple petals surrounds a disc as bright as the sun at noon at high noon a golden orange pool just a tantalizing shade darker than the surrounding goldenrod alone each is a botanical superlative together the visual effect is stunning purple and gold the heraldic colors of the king and queen of the meadow a regal procession in complementary colors i just wanted to know why and that's by from robin wall kimmerer's book braiding sweetgrass that's very beautiful i love that quote isn't it i quite like it i really like the part the the line um alone each is a botanical superlative together the visual effect is stunning purple and gold the heraldic colors of the king and queen of the meadow a regal procession in complementary colors i just like that's like you know when you listen to a really good song and you have the right volume in your headphones and it just like you close your eyes and you're just like you can just like feel it Mm -hmm. that's like one of the only like there are very few things that i read and have a very similar feeling to that and that's like one of them where i'm just like yeah i especially for me the phrase botanical superlative is very cool like how do you even come up with the idea to describe something in that way it's really yeah i love that yeah and robin wall kimmerer is a professor of environmental and forest biology um at the state university of new york college of environmental science and forestry very cool cool person very very cool sophia yes i believe you have something else to share i do well my next sort of thing is a combination quote and anecdote we finally got to the anecdotes it's only been 40 minutes um whoops but this so i teach english to a kid in columbia over skype every week every tuesday and last week I, it was a very pretty fall day on Tuesday, I think. I might, no, it it was. It was a nice fall day. And, um, I was like, I want to teach this kid some English vocab words about fall because it's the middle of fall right now and it's very pretty. And I don't think there are, there's as much, like, there's not really four seasons in South America because it's below the equator and so it doesn't, I mean, or at least they don't have the changing colors of the leaves and things like that. So I wanted to tell her some vocab about fall. Turns out she knew most, most of it because they also have Halloween in Colombia, which I didn't know. They celebrate cool. Halloween. Um, and instead of going up to people's houses and saying trick-or-treat, according to her, they sing a little song every time they go to each person's house, which is the cutest thing I've ever heard. And sang the song to me, and I'm not going to sing it because I don't remember how it goes, but I'll just say it. Please no, do. No, I'm not going to sing it. I don't remember the tune. Aww. Um, but it goes, Tricky, tricky Halloween, quiero dulces para mí. Si no hay dulces para mí, si le crece la, la nariz. 
which roughly translates. Okay, wait, can I translate it? Go for it. Because I think, okay, guys, I've been learning, I've been learning Spanish Robin on Duolingo. Robin has very dutifully a, been 70, learning 74 day streak. Spanish on Duolingo. Yeah. It's, it's, it's I'm quite great impressive. at it now. I haven't spoken it. Um, Not so, at all. Which is great because I don't have to say it now. Okay, so the first line tricky tricky you sound like a french person um, trying to say spanish which is pretty close to what's which happening is, yeah um i think is that like tricky tricky halloween yeah basically okay and then quiero dulces para mi i want sugar <laughs> sweet candy but yeah candy for me mm-hmm. um si no hay dulce no hay. para mi no hay dulces para mí. If you don't have candy for me. If there isn't candy for me. Yep. Okay. Se le crece la nariz. I don't know. It means, you want me to tell you? You'll become a creature of the night. No, it just means your nose your nose will grow. Se le crece la nariz. Crecer is to grow. Okay, we haven't done... And like, Nariz is I haven't nose. gotten to that part in Duolingo yet. <laughs> <laughs> no one can blame you for that. But that was very good. Yeah. I'm I'm very proud of Thank you. Thank you. I'm very impressed. But yeah, so she sang that for me last week, uh, telling me that that was what people say, people sang on Halloween, which I thought was very adorable, and I loved it. So that's my first sort of combination quote and anecdote. What about you? Well... My first thing is picking fruit. I did this a couple of years with my mom's like good friend and business partner and his family. And we would go to, um, we went to a peach orchard once. I don't know if that was in fall because I don't know when peaches harvest, but I don't think it's in late fall. Maybe it was early fall or something but we also went apple picking once and i think we might have gone like to another orchard and pick something else but picking fruit especially apples yes in autumn is something i have not done in a while same here it is so fun because the apples you pick are the best we really do that would be so chaotic (laughs) i would throw an apple at you at some point you would i'm sorry in advance i'm gonna have a big bruise on my head myself. okay i'm not gonna throw it at your head then where are you gonna throw it, it? at my stomach <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i would throw it at you and hope you'd catch it <laughs> maybe i won't throw it at you i don't want it to hit you um <laughs> i'll try not to <laughs> you'll try not to throw an apple at me <sighs> anyways <laughs> they taste great when you pick them yourself that's very true they have apple cider and apple pastries usually at the place you pick Warm apples. Warm apple cider while picking apples <gasps> is the best mm. thing. It is. Also, there is this thing that we own. Because, okay, when we lived in Wilton, we moved into a house that was quite an old house. And it had a whole bunch of, like, old tools. Because it was, like, from the 1800s. Like, like, and it used to be a part of a farm. It was a very cool So it had a whole bunch of, like, old tools in our garage like used to be a barn anyways there were a whole bunch of old tools in there one of which was like an apple picker and what it is is this giant pole 
it's like 12 feet long and then it has this like metal cage at the top with like hooks on one part and then it's open on the so it's like metal cage and it like goes around in a circle and it's almost all the way closed except there's like a bit of a gap so what you do is you put the gap like you put the apple through the gap into the cage and then you pull down and it like the cage like pulls it away from the tree Ooh. And it falls into the little basket at the top of the thing. And then you can pick apples from the top of the tree. Very fancy. Which is really cool. And we used to have two apple trees at my house when I was little. Really? Like two massive apple trees when I was little. They both fell down. Oh. Um, because they were old. But they were like huge. And we used to get apples from it. And they were really fun to climb. And they were really pretty. And it was really cool. And That's we could so get cool. apples from them when we were little. But yeah. That's very cool. Oh, My family me. did the same thing. We would use, every fall we would choose a weekend to go apple picking, and it was the best. There was usually like some sort of hayride there too. You could go yeah. ride around on the hayride and like stop at different places and grab apples, eat a whole bunch of apples, drink apple cider. They usually had donuts of some sort as well. Oh, cider yeah, donuts. Apple cider donuts. Mm-hmm. The best. So fun. What's your second anecdote? Who knows. Um... Well, this one's kind of a a short, silly one, but I have two dogs who are both idiots, um, and one of them knows full well, like, he likes to steal things, both of them like to steal things, one of them especially likes to steal things and then show us that he's stolen the things and wagging his tail like crazy, like, um, look, I have something I'm not supposed to, look at me, and then we take it away and, and he gets sad and we're like, dude, what? (laughs) <laughs> there's there's a connection that needs to be made here when you steal you gotta go away otherwise we're gonna take it from you because we don't want our socks in your mouth but one of the things that he used to do that he doesn't as much anymore he did this when he was a puppy was during the fall he would go outside and grab like take a leaf and put a leaf in his mouth and then he would come show us as if it was like something that he had stolen that he wasn't supposed to have like look i have a leaf i have a leaf look at me and it was very cute and so we would all get little presents of leaves throughout the day because he would come and show us and we'd be like, Thank- thanks, buddy. We, we You should have it. pretended to take them away from him and then he would still continue to do it because he... That's true. I mean, there are so many... Rebel. There are so many leaves outside. <laughs> He's not a rebel. He is full of He's anxiety. An He's an old man. Oh, no. That's <laughs> true. It's the Jay, isn't it? You know him. You spend a lot of time with him. Um, but he, I think there are just so many leaves now that they're not, like, something cool and special for him to bring us as gifts, but that, that's just a quick the little thing that of anytime I think of fall and dogs aging. specifically, I always think of him bringing, it was so, because the little, like, he would put it all the way in his mouth, so only the little, like, tiny pokey parts of the leaves would be <laughs> no. sticking through, <laughs> and it was that very doesn't cute. doesn't sound very yummy, Darwin. No, I don't think it was, but, you know. That's that's my next one. <laughs> What's your next anecdote? Um, so you know how like about seventy five percent of the episodes we like to mention <laughs> Ambler Farm and how great yeah. it is. I'm gonna continue the pattern. What so, would a quotes and anecdotes episode be without that, a mention of Ambler Farm? Honestly, well, we should just do one about it because I we should it because this year obviously it's it's not happening and I'm not there. Um, I swear, Bronwyn, the the second you left, everything 
collapsed. <laughs> like, I know. Every, you left in, well, I guess you didn't, well, you weren't planning to leave in March, but still, that's when you left, and then since then, and it's all been bad. So you just, just need to come back, and the world will fix itself. Oh, Yeah. Just come back to Wilton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, no! <laughs> I don't know how to transition. I don't know how to transition now. Um, Ambler. Anyways, so <laughs> on that note, on that note, um, yeah. The one of the fun things about the fall was we would just be harvesting things. And to be fair, sometimes it's a little exhausting to, like, pick beans and they're like, you guys have to look under every leaf. You have to get all the beans. You can't just, like, move along the fence and be like, we're done because there's still beans. You have to look for them and then pick them. And so it could be a little bit exhausting. But, like, we got pretty good to at it, like, towards the end. Like, yeah. you know, we're pretty good. Um, this has just and, been like, an episode of talking about how cool we are. I mean, it's true. Oh, boy. i'm kidding (laughs) um anyways and yeah so harvesting is so fun and harvesting potatoes was really fun because basically you would just i loved harvesting potatoes we would get so i would be covered in mud by the end of that but it was so much fun yeah okay so here's the thing right whenever i would always wear jeans to ambler and then i'd leave and i would have massive like dirt patches on my knees Mm -hmm. and no one else would and i don't know if they just like squatted the whole time or if they, like, because I, I would, like, kneel down because yeah. I was, like, I can't squat this whole yeah. time. Like, my athletic capabilities <laughs> are not at that point. Um, but some, like, I swear, like, no one would. And I would just be, like, I look like I just, <laughs> like, hung out in the mud for a while. But I anyways. always did, too. Just Good. I'm glad that we were both that cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's really fun to harvest things. I loved the harvest time at Ambler. Because then also, it was one of the... That and weeding, I think, are two of the most... Almost fulfilling jobs at Ambler Farm that we can get. And that you you can see your progress. Oh, that and the wood wall. Every year we build a a wood wall at Ambler. And fun fact, that was where this podcast developed. I think we've told that story before. But we were stacking wood. And I turned to you and I was like... You want to do a podcast about words? And you're like, yeah, sure. And then it developed almost. We're coming up on our one year yeah, anniversary. Yeah, two year anniversary. Two year anniversary. Two. I mean. two, year. two year. Two year. Two year. Yes. Wait, I need to. It's like when did the, this it's start? November seventh, I think. Really? Because it was the week that's, before my birthday. Or no, the first so episode detailed. came out on my birthday. Did it? Or the week before my birthday? Maybe it's on my birthday. I'm checking. I think this. it was November 14th. It was the day before your birthday. In case you were wondering and you want to send me a present, <laughs> um, my birthday's November the day, 14th. The day before your birthday was November 13th. Wait, obviously. When that's when we. <laughs> and that's, okay. That's when Good we. Know. That was when we uploaded episode zero, which was like two minutes long, and both of us just being like, hi! Yeah. Don't go back and my listen to the old. I was going to say, we used to giggle and. A yeah. lot more, and it was a I think, lot less professional. But I you think know, the sophomore I well, <laughs> I don't think yeah. we've become any more professional. But Whoops. the sophomore year episodes were definitely. I don't think I will ever listen back to them. I'm gonna force you to listen back to them at some point. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but anyways. <laughs> Harvest time at Ambler Farm. Yeah, and then we great. got to sell things at. I worked at the farm stand once, and it was so much fun. And that happened in the fall. That's so Anyways. good. 
What's your next anecdote? I think we each have time to maybe do one more. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, my next one is family hikes. So recent, I think really it started over quarantine. Um, but even before then, my family, one of the main things we like to do as a family, besides make food together, <laughs> is, uh, is go on hikes, go on family hikes. Um, but yeah, that is one of the main activities that we like to do as a family. We found a couple of different hikes that we return to a lot, and we sometimes take the dogs depending on the weather or how long it is because our dogs are getting a little older, and so they get really tired a lot easier. Mm, same with our dogs. Yeah. so sometimes if we want to go on a longer hike we don't bring the dogs but that is something that we love to do as a family and i think the best time to hike is in the fall Um, and unfortunately this year we haven't had much time to hike because i've been super busy my brother has also been quite busy Um, but we did go on a hike last weekend i think i'm pretty sure it was last weekend or maybe two weekends ago Um, and it was really nice. It was really beautiful outside. I love hiking in the fall because you're just walking through, like, tunnels of leaves that have such vibrant colors that it's so different from hiking in any other season. Um, another thing that happens on these walks, my dog eats grass. There's one specific part of the trail that he really likes, and for some reason he loves the grass there. So he constantly eats that grass, and that's become a tradition. Um, But yeah, that is a tradition that I have with my family. We go on a lot of hikes, and my favorite time to hike is during the fall because it's just the beauty of hiking in the fall, I think, is is pretty much unmatched. What's your last? That's very nice. I mean, I think we're running out of time here today. But I I feel bad. I've talked for too long. Well, I mean, you've talked a lot when, on the things we're supposed to be talking about, <laughs> and I've just talked a lot, so I think we're pretty even. Yeah. <laughs> sure. That works. I don't know what Well, that guys. Is. I didn't know how to conclude that thought. Yeah. We need to have, like, a good transition. Like, you know we how do. Like, Sophia, we need to work on What's your next, what's your first anecdote? Sophia, who's the first person you'd like to thank? Oh, wait, no, that's not what, what we do. That's not what What's we do. What's the first thing you'd like to tell our, our listeners? Sorry, I've been listening to professional podcasts for too long. <laughs> What's your, what, who's the first, what's the first thing you'd like to talk about in our closing moments? Uh, well, first of all, thank you to our cover, our amazing cover artist, Mary. Uh, you can find them on Instagram if you want to look at more of their art, because all of their art is absolutely oh, incredible. Oh my goodness. You it's know, I've so been good. bragging about it to all my, like, the new people I've met here. I'm like, you should look at the art of my cool friend who <laughs> makes cool art. It's so, so I would it's really highly art. recommend it. You should it. really, really, really check them out. Um, and if you want something uh, drawn, they take commissions. So. Yeah. Um, their Instagram is dinobite. That's D-I-N-O dot B-Y-T-E. Thank you, Mary. We love you. We appreciate you. Um, yes. Thank you else? to uh, our new listeners who may or may not have been joining us <laughs> this week. You know who you are. I've heard a lot about you. Oh, you're no. very cool people. And um, 
I am sad that I never had you guys as teachers because you sound pretty cool. You are both very, very incredible teachers, and I'm very glad to have you. And thank you for listening, if you did listen. <laughs> um, we we have no confidence in that. I is don't. What it sounds like. <laughs> I have no idea if either of them were serious. Um, you can find links for our intro and outro music in the description box for this episode. Yep. Um. Email us at quotesandanecdotes at gmail.com. I forget all the things we told you to email us about. I think you wanted criticism. But anyway. No, I don't. I actually don't. <laughs> if, if you have any questions or just topic ideas feedback. or cool questions, quotes. comments, concerns, maybe we'll do like a Q&A section for our for- episode Q&A. Because it's quotes and anecdotes, and so it's Q yep, and A. Yeah, and so and so they can ask us questions, and it can be a Q and A episode. That would be cool, actually. Be cool. I feel like we do need a wider audience for that, though. Yeah. Well, hey, who knows? Um. <laughs> uh. What else um, was I gonna say? Rate, review, subscribe. That's the last thing. Rate, review, subscribe. And have a wonderful Wednesday. Yeah. We hope you have a great rest of your week. Enjoy that fall weather. Go crunch some leaves. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye, everyone. And cut. Oh, it should be spooky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you are so strange. Bye. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're the best. This Is this still in the podcast? You have to cut at least most, like, most of this out. Oh, no. I'm stopping my recording. Okay. <laughs>